Hey y'all, this is Charlie, and we are living, loving, laughing, and great. And I'm just sitting here right now, enjoying myself a cup of tea, and uh, I've been watching the steady rain come down. Um, you know that mix where it's not quite a mist, but it's not really quite a rain. Uh, but I do love to watch it and listen to it and smell it. Oh, I love the I love the smell of the rain. But as I've been sitting here, uh, I've been in the Word, and Wow, the Lord has just overwhelmed me afresh with his love by reminding me and just bringing out and showing me the value of our Savior. He has overwhelmed me with his love by simply showing and, and bringing out in his word to me the value of our Lord and Savior Jesus. And not only, I mean, just the value of his person alone, but when we see how incredibly valuable Jesus is and that he chose to lay down his life for us, my friends, that's the value that you have because Jesus laid down his life for your life. And, and that's why we want to see his value because it's in him that we find our value, right? Just as Christ is, so are we in this world. And as we're all getting ready, right? We're, we are not that far away from celebrating Resurrection Sunday, where we've entered into the resurrection season. And we're going to get to celebrate everything that, that Jesus has done for us as he suffered for us and gave up his life for us. And I thought, what a great way to start that by taking a moment to see what the Bible says about just how valuable this, this person the person of Jesus is. And not only that, my friends, but to see how much his father loved him. You know, the heavenly father loved Jesus more than we can possibly imagine because we just can't even fathom the love of God. That's why, you know, I've shared with you all that every day I ask the Lord to give me a fresh taste, a fresh revelation of his love for me, a prayer I've been praying for over a decade and he never ceases to amaze me. He never ceases to overwhelm my heart. He never ceases to draw me in uh, to fall more in love with him. So we're going to go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30, but of him you are in Christ Jesus and that him is, is God. It's referring to God. So he's saying that, but of God, so by God's choosing, by what God has done, by God's grace, it is by God that you are in Christ Jesus. Someone say in Christ Jesus. Okay. All of you say in Christ Jesus. Say I am in Christ Jesus. My friends, you are there once and for all. If you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. What he's telling us is that Jesus actually became these things for us, my friend. He became wisdom from God for us. He became our righteousness. We talk about that a lot. Right at the cross, Jesus became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus did not become sin by doing sin. In the same way, we don't become righteous by doing righteousness. What happened is the father looked on his son. He took all of our sins 
and all of our punishment and all of the condemnation that we deserve. And he put it to his son's account. And Jesus suffered mightily and greatly and paid the price for us. And then he looked at us and he took all the righteousness of his son and he put it to our account. So now we get to receive the blessings and the honor and the inheritance and the life that Jesus Christ deserves. Hallelujah. So it says that he became for us first wisdom. And that's what I'm really going to talk a lot about today. Jesus Christ is wisdom. He became wisdom. Wisdom is not just a thing any more than grace is just a thing or a teaching. Jesus Christ is grace and Jesus Christ is also wisdom. And it goes on that verse 31 says that as it is written, he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. What he just told us, my friend, is that he, he has given every part of our salvation and our relationship depends on the Lord. He first gave us the wisdom to know that we would need a savior so that we would receive that savior so we could receive his righteousness, his sanctification and his redemption. So he's saying there is no room for any one of us to boast. There's nothing to brag about. There's nothing for me to be prideful about. I can't look at someone that doesn't know the Lord and say, wow, look at them. Why haven't they received Jesus as their savior? Look at the way they live their life. Because the only reason that I've received Jesus as my savior is because he first gave me the wisdom to know that I needed to receive him as my savior. Yes, you, you, there's that moment where you get to make the choice and, and receive Jesus or reject him, but you wouldn't even know that you needed him, that you wanted him if he didn't first give you the wisdom. And my friends right there is our assurance. God started the whole thing. He paid for the whole thing. He's going to see it through. Okay. He started your salvation. He paid for your salvation. He's going to see your salvation through to the end. And it says that very thing in Philippians 1 verse 6. It says being confident. Say with me, being confident of this very thing that he who began a good work in you shall perfect it. Say shall perfect it until the day of Jesus Christ. My friend, you aren't your responsibility. You are the Lord's responsibility. He started this good work in you and he is going to perfect it. Amen. The day of, of Jesus Christ means the day that the, that the Lord is going to call us up to him and the day that the Lord is going to come back. So there's the rapture where he's going to call us up. And then there's the day of the Lord where he is going to set his feet back on this earth and put everything under his rule. And at that time, my friends, we shall be perfected through and through by his doing. Now, what's our responsibility? Does that mean there's nothing for us? No, I love to look at it like this. Break down the word responsibility and it's response ability. It's your ability to respond what is my ability to respond? My friend, when you see how much the Lord loves you, what he's done for you, what he's done in you, who he's made you, your value. That is how you respond. Your ability to respond to the Lord comes out of knowing who he is and what he's done for you and your value. And that's what we're going to talk about today, right? I already said that we're going to see the Lord's value. And when you see Christ's value, you'll know your value. And that gives you the ability to respond to your heavenly father, to respond to your Lord. Uh, you know, you don't even have to try. 
We fall in love with him effortlessly again and again and again when we simply see who he is and how much he loves us. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. So we see here in 1 Corinthians 1.30 that Jesus Christ is wisdom. And if you've read the book of Proverbs very, very often, you'll see that Proverbs is often personified as a person, as a woman, actually, uh, referenced in she and her and it's not as an it because Jesus Christ is wisdom. And, and I tell you that because we're going to look at several scriptures today that now that we know that when we read about wisdom, we can put Jesus there. It's going to help us to see his value. Amen. God knows that that we do need pictures of things that we that we can see, that we do know, that we have experience with to help us to understand the supernatural. My friends, he's the one that designed us to think in images and gave us that great imagination that we have. So Heavenly Father, we do. We, we thank you for giving us your son. We thank you for the way you created us. We thank you for this beautiful word of yours. And we just ask right now that you would help to open our eyes to have greater revelation of the beauty of your son, of how perfect and how valuable he is and how much you love him and therefore how much you love each and every one of us and our own value in your eyes, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So we're going to jump now to the book of Job chapter 28. So we're in Job 28 verse 12 and it says, but where can wisdom be found and where is the place of understanding? Man does not know its value nor is it found in the land of the living. Listen to this, my friends. Wisdom is so great that on our own, we cannot comprehend its value. That's what he just said. Man does not know its value. We can't even comprehend it. Now, what if we put the name of Jesus there? But where can Jesus be found? And where is the place of understanding? Man does not know his value. My friend, if we ask the Lord every day from now until we meet him face to face for a revelation of how valuable Jesus is, it, we still would barely be scratching the surface. Amen. Jesus himself showed us this entire beautiful word. The entire Bible speaks to who he is and we're meant to see him in it. And yet we all know that you can come back to the same scripture again and again and again and again and again. And you just can't exhaust it. Even a single passage, the value and the wisdom of our Savior. Hallelujah. It goes on to say, the deep says it's not in me and the sea says it's not with me. You know, all these things that we can think are so great, right? And, and we have, we see that the power that the ocean has, that the waves have, uh, you know, and unfortunately, usually in the destructive power, but there's also ways that man has learned to harness these powers. And yet still wisdom, it, those things, what it's saying is those things aren't great enough to value wisdom. It cannot be purchased for gold. Wisdom is so valuable. It can't be purchased for gold, nor can silver be weighed for its price. It cannot be valued in the gold of Ophir. This was like the purest, most beautiful, expensive gold, my friends. It, in precious onyx or sapphire. Neither gold nor crystal can equal it, nor can it be exchanged for jewelry of fine gold. My friends, our Jesus is so valuable. That there is nothing, there are no jewels, there is no gold, there is no silver, there is nothing that can compare 
There would never be enough of it to weigh out, to give over for his, for the value of his life, for the value of his being. No mention shall be made of coral or quartz. When it says no mention, my friends, it's saying that wisdom is so valuable. You can't even, you can't even mention these other things in the same sentence. You, you can't even talk about them in the same, in the same category. There's no, there's not even a mention. And it goes on to say, for the price of wisdom is above rubies. The price of wisdom is above rubies. Think of the most beautiful, glittering, sparkling, red, red rubies. Red rubies. When I saw rubies, I think of the blood of Jesus Christ, his red, red blood that he spilled for you and me, my friends. This this man, this person, this God, because he is 100% God, but he came as 100% man, my friends, a mystery that we can't comprehend or understand. We just believe it and recognize it that when he was on this earth and even now in heaven, because he made himself once and, and for all 100% man, as well as 100% God. And he shed that beautiful blood for us. But his price is so far above that of rubies. The topaz of Ethiopia cannot equal it, nor can it be valued in pure gold. You know, when I was growing up, I don't know if it was just uh, my limited experience or if it wasn't as common then, but the only thing I ever knew was uh, yellow gold. You know, what, what comes to mind a lot of times is, is yellow gold. But when the Bible speaks of pure gold, you know, now a lot of times we see the white gold out there, right? Where it's like it's been refined and refined and refined to the point that now it's what they call white gold. You know, in heaven, though, it talks about how the gold is so pure that it's almost clear. Think of, now, so we know, the ladies know, right? The ladies know, and, and the men, if they've, you know, if you bought jewelry for the ladies, you know that the, the closer you get to that clear color, the more and more and more expensive that gold gets. Why? Because that means it's, it's been processed, it's been refined in the fire again and again and again. It's been heated hotter and longer and try to get out every bit of impurity to bring out the fullness of its value. My friends, think about what Jesus went through on his way to the cross. Was he not pressed and pressed and pressed and put under the fire again and again as he was beaten, as he was scourged, as he was whipped, as the temple guards beat him and then the Roman guards beat him and they pulled out his beard and they beat a crown of thorns into his head like the finest gold. He went through the refinery again and again and again to bleed out his pure and perfect blood for us, my friends. Praise Jesus. Do you see the value? Everything speaks to the value of our Savior and King, our Lord. Praise Jesus. Amen. And I'm going to skip down to verse 28. It says, And to man he said, Behold, the worship of the Lord, that is wisdom. So in, the, in, in, 
in between there, it went through all these other places to try and look for where wisdom is at. Is it here? Is it there? Is it here? Is it there? And in the end, he says, the worship of the Lord, that is wisdom. And to depart from evil is understanding. Can I tell you something, my friend? When you're worshiping the Lord, when you're, can, when you're, when you just keep coming to the Lord and worshiping him, like right now, what you're doing, this is a form of worship because you're saying, Jesus, I prioritize you. I want to hear your word. I'm humbling my heart to hear your word. That's a form of worship, my friends. And you know, wisdom, even when we talk about wisdom as, as in, in, in it's interesting because they go together, right? I always tell you, all I don't care what the question is. Jesus is the answer. You know, most of the time the the problems or the dilemmas that we face, we, we think that we need money to solve it. Or we, if we just got this, it would solve it. Or if that person would just get along with it or this or that or whatever. When really most of the time what we have is a wisdom issue. We're having a lack of wisdom and we just need the wisdom. And when we have the wisdom, we'll overcome whatever that situation is. We'll get that breakthrough that we need. And we can say the same thing when we have Jesus. Amen. You see how interchangeable it is because wisdom is Jesus. And so the more you worship the Lord, that is wisdom. The more you go to Jesus, that is wisdom, my friends. And as you just keep going to him, you will depart from evil. And the more we depart from evil, the more his understanding comes in. Because you can think about it like like our mind and our thoughts. It's like the, the more we're engrossed with the things of the world, the more mud we're putting in the mix. And so... There's understanding there from the Lord. He's speaking to us, but there's this mud getting put in the mix. The more we come to the Lord, the more we're getting washed. So we're putting in more and more water, diluting down the mud, diluting it down, diluting it down. So then we can see the understanding. We can receive more from him. Amen. So what I'm telling you, just keep going for Jesus. My friends, don't, don't try to not do this and not do that. You won't have to worry about trying not to do this and that when you just keep coming to Jesus. He is your wisdom. He is your shepherd. Amen. He will lead you down the path that you need to go down and just trust him to do that. Hallelujah. Keep worshiping him. Yes. And worship him even through song. The Bible talks a lot about that. Worshiping him in psalm, raising our hands to him, declaring his goodness, giving him thanks daily. My friends, daily we have things to thank the Lord for. <laughs> we can thank him for his goodness. That's the very beginning to start by thanking him that he is good and his grace endures forever. The Bible even says to declare his grace in the morning and his faith every night, his faithfulness, declare his faithfulness every night. Hallelujah. So we're going to skip over to Proverbs where we're going to see some more expressions of Jesus as wisdom. And, um, and Proverbs is the book of wisdom. I tell you what, my friends, I encourage you to read a chapter of Proverbs every day. I believe the Lord set it up that way for us. There's 31 chapters of Proverbs, 31 days in most months. And the month that there's 30, you get a bonus. You get to read two chapters that day. <laughs> but you know, as you, as you start doing that, you'll find that the Lord will bring up a certain verse that is impactful to your day and impactful to your life. And you will grow in wisdom. You'll grow in wisdom and knowledge and understanding. And, and you'll find people, you know, start seeing, wow, how did you, how did you see that so quickly? How'd you come up with that answer? How did you, you know, in your own life will just be flowing in a, in a, in a peace and a, in a wisdom, because this is the book of wisdom. And it even starts off by telling us, do you want wisdom? 
come here. <laughs> Amen, my friends. So this book, we can also say, is all about Jesus. Listen to this in Proverbs 3, verse 13. Didn't I tell you what I just tell you? Your life will be peaceful and wonderful. Did I mention happy? Proverbs 3.13, happy is the man who finds wisdom. Happy, happy is the man who finds wisdom. How about this? Happy is the man who finds Jesus. <laughs> My friends, show me a, someone who's found Jesus and I'll show you a happy man, a happy woman. Amen. Happy is the man who finds wisdom, who finds Jesus and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds, here we go again, are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. Now listen to this, my friends, because we all, we all need money to function, right? We, we have jobs. God's not telling you to stop working or stop going to your job. What he's saying is that it's where our priority is, right? He didn't say there's no proceeds from silver or gold, but that wisdoms are better. Wisdoms are better than the profits of silver and even fine gold. So go for wisdom first. Go for Jesus first. Prioritize Jesus in your day. Prioritize Jesus in your life. Prioritize him at your workplace. My friend, that doesn't, that doesn't mean you got to jump up on your, on your desk and preach a sermon or go around knocking people with your Bible. It just means even when you're there, recognize Jesus. You know, take moments to, to just thank him. Or if you get frustrated or stressed in your heart, turn to, turn to him. You know, even while you're at work or, or at home or driving, wherever we are, we can, we can go, go for Jesus, my friends. It says she is more precious again than rubies. She is more precious than rubies. And all the things that you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand. Did I tell you that wisdom is personified as a person? So it's saying, and length of days is in her right hand. In her left hand, riches and honor. So this is like a, a person is standing there holding out length of days to you in one hand and riches and honor in the other. But remember, we don't go for the length of days. We don't go for the riches is honor on honor. Instead, go for wisdom, go for the person of Jesus. And it's almost like picture him standing there holding these things, but you wrap your hands, your arms around Jesus, wrap your arms around his neck, hold him, hug him, hold on to him. And as you're holding on to him, you're giving him that, that hug. What does he do? He embraces you. And now you're wrapped up in length of days and riches and honor. Amen. Amen, my friends. And it says her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. The Bible says that in the presence of Jesus is the fullness of joy. I'd say that's pleasantness, right? In his presence. My friends, do you see the value of our Savior? He's so far greater than silver and gold. He's so far above the work and the things that we can obtain on our own. It says that all the things, all the things, think of anything and everything that you could desire. They cannot even compare with Jesus. They can't even compare with wisdom. And I, I want to impart to you to go 
go for both in that sense that we do need wisdom, right? And God tells us to ask for wisdom from him and he will give liberally to you. Liberally. He loves it when we ask him for wisdom. Because you know what, my friends? Only humble people ask for wisdom. Prideful people think they know how to handle the situation, know how to handle whatever's going on. So they don't ask for help. They don't ask for wisdom. God loves it when you ask for wisdom because in, in your heart, that's a way of acknowledging that he's the greater one. He is the greater one, my friends. And we're the lesser ones. We have nothing to give him. We can only receive from him. And we receive because of what his son did at the cross for us. So again, as we're starting to uh, move towards uh, celebrating Resurrection Sunday and that Jesus Christ came and laid down his life for us, my friends, think about how valuable that life is that he laid down. Think of all the imagery and the words that the Bible has used to describe how valuable he is and see that for him as valuable as he is, that there's not even a price you can put on his life for him to lay down his life for you. How valuable are you? What does that say of your value, my friend? That you are just as valuable in God's eyes. See that your heavenly father considers you far above the price of gold and silver and rubies, my friends, far above everything in this world that we could consider precious, so far above anything in this world that God had to send his son from out of this world into this world to save you. That's how valuable you are. And that's how loved you are, my friends. Keep that thought with you. We're going to continue this on in our next podcast, but just think about that. Let yourself think of that imagery of, of all the things that we consider valuable and none of it can add up to how valuable and costly you are to God. Amen. 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 All right. Well, my friends, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord lift up his countenance on you and grant you his peace. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. All right, my friends, till next time, keep on living, loving, laughing in grace.